Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast, Outdream Your Doubles. Success despite the setup. Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday. You guys are so lucky. I have a few exciting announcements, and we have a guest with us today, and this is a first for both of us, so I have never had a guest that has not been sitting in front of me, so technology and me today have really been besties. Um, Nicole Irwin is my guest speaker. We are going to be talking about perfectionism and how that can be really good for you and how it can be harmful for you and how that kind of relates to business as well. But before we get started, I just wanted to thank you guys so much for listening, for for taking the time to just support my podcast. Um, I just want to let you guys know that we have 4,000 downloads in the first like three months, which is huge. Uh, I I got on this thing just to check kind of like stats and stuff because I really haven't had a minute to breathe. And today was kind of like my technology day, sit down at the computer. And um, guys, this podcast has made it on the top 100 list in the United States for one of our episodes. So I'm super stoked and proud. I really don't know what's going on. I just am like so honored that you guys are here and I just get so much good feedback and I love giving you guys content. I love you guys also hearing from other people. So I'm super excited that Nicole said yes to this because she, this is probably Nicole's worst nightmare. Um, she is actually in my team in Moni. She lives up north. I've met her one time, but we talk literally every day. Um, She's actually a nurse. Um, She's been a nurse for six years. She's currently an ER nurse up north. So her and COVID and all of that, it's just been super, she's like a trooper. So shout out to all the nurses and people that are working during this time because it is really, really challenging. Um, But she is just a boss and she's so intentional with her business. She's intentional with her job and her marriage and her her little one-year-old Charlotte that she has. Um, And she's been able to actually go PRN uh, with the nursing department, which means that she's not on a schedule anymore. That was kind of a a life decision that we talked through. How do I work money? How do I like balance my life? How do I do all of this without being totally overwhelmed, which as perfectionists, we can get overwhelmed really easily. We are way harder on ourselves than anybody else's. So Nicole, thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking time out tonight. I'm super stoked that we can do this. (laughs) I'm super honored. Um, When you asked me to come on here, I was like, what do I have to offer to people? I've never been on a podcast. You know, I'm this little small town girl, but you know, apparently I have some things to say. So thanks for having me. Yes. So the reason I asked Nicole to do this, I know a lot of people that are perfectionist and I'm a perfectionist. I'm really hard on myself. My mom is a perfectionist. If you guys have listened to past episodes, that's really how I grew up. Like I, people were really hard on me all the time. And so I have that voice in the back of my head, but I'm recovering from it. I'm in therapy for it. Um, But we did a training for our team and I had asked her and a couple other people to speak on some topics. And I asked her to talk about perfectionism and how it held held her back in her business. But today I kind of want to get into the idea of perfectionism 
where does it stem from specifically for Nicole, but for those of you that perfectionists, you, you have your own story of how that happened, but I think the, a lot of you guys can relate to her. Um, and I want to let you guys know that none of my podcasts are edited. And so Nicole, this is Nicole's worst nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A little bit. I mean, we do lives all the time for our team on Instagram, Facebook. If there's any other social medias out there, I don't know about them. But this is just like a big deal with all your stats, with your podcast. I'm super nervous, guys. But um, this is why it's good for me because I'm facing my perfectionism head on. So I'm here for it. And I'm the one that's like, roll by the seat of your pants. Here's your four (laughs) questions an hour in advance. We've not scripted this at all. I just sent her the questions I was going to ask her. And she said, I started writing my notes and then I scrapped them. And I was like, I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Yeah, it was just feeding. It was adding gasoline to the fire. I was like, these notes have got to go. I just need to be my authentic self and take it or leave it. Yes. And that's what, that's what we do here, guys. We're real. You guys know that I'm real. And that's one of the reasons I love Nicole is because she is real. And so many of us on social media or with our teams, we, we put up this facade. We've got, we've got our strong suits that we use to our benefit to help our teams. But at the end of the day, we're still, we're just like you guys. And so, Nicole, I I want you to kind of talk about because, and guys, I don't know her answers to any of these questions. So I'm I'm really excited to like hear her story. Um, how like when did the perfectionism start for you? Like, was there was it just how you were raised? Was it do you feel like it's how you were born? Like, where did that stem from? Um, I think that honestly, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, that you have these traits instilled with you far before you ever realize it you know as children we're we're like sponges we absorb everything and from the time I was little um my grandparents on my father's side they were very type a they were very traditional they were very you know you had certain standards as a female you had to be a certain type of way and I felt that far before I even recognized it would affect me later on in life um they wanted to be me to be this perfect little girl going to the um, the ballets, the tea parties, all the things. And, you know, that just wasn't me. I was always a tomboy. I was into sports. I was like a get down, get dirty kind of girl. And that pressure was on me from a very young age. And that kind of continued on to my adulthood. I have a question. Did yeah. you Did you do cotillion? What is that? Cotillion. No, okay. Well, never mind then. My best, so Julia, my best friend, she did cotillion. And the, I'm sorry guys for the dinging. I thought I turned it off. Um, it's like where you learn like all the proper things and like how to like sit and eat and dance and like all of that. You never did cotillion. Oh, no, no, but my grandmother should have been an instructor in whatever (laughs) word you're saying because. It was brutal. I mean, we would sit at the table and she and her and my grandfather, they'd be like, you're eating too fast, you know, like slow down, go to the ballet with us, you know, come to the tea party. And like, I hated it. So were you like the only girl in your family? Like I was. So yeah, so I was their first granddaughter. They had um, one grandson before me. He was, so my parents are adopted. Now my dad's adopted, his sister's adopted. So um, they had very 
like high standards for their, for their family, for their heir. And I was the first and only granddaughter that they had. So when Mm. I didn't meet that expectation, it was just like, it was real brutal. So that came from my childhood and it definitely continued on to my adulthood. And my father recognized he was the same way. And we actually had to talk about this the other day, which is why I'm like, this is perfect timing for this podcast. Yeah. And, um, it's totally affected who I am as an adult, as a wife, as a mother, um, as a business owner, as a friend. So that's kind of where it all stemmed from. And, uh, yeah. So how does your, how does your dad feel about it? Like, what does he have to say? So he basically told me, we got into a tidbit the other day because he's getting married and it's, it was a very rash decision. He's eloping and me being very type a being a perfectionist. I feel as though there's only one right way to do Mm. things. You know, it's only my way or the highway. And my husband has told me this, my, my father has told me I'm this way and it came to fruition during this heated argument. Mm -hmm. And he basically told me, he's like, when I look at you, I'm looking in a mirror at myself. And that's when I realized that who I am as a person literally stems from my very young childhood because that's how he is. That's how his parents were. And he had the same expectations from his parents as they did for me. Right. So was that conversation with him, obviously any conversation with our parents is like has a super high high. And then, you know, sometimes we calm down either during the conversation or after, but did it end well? Like, do you feel like, you know what, like this is what I'm putting on him and I need to just let go and let him do his thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, it was when he said that he was looking at a mirror, it was eye opening for me because I see those traits in him and Mm -hmm. I never saw them in myself. And it was kind of like a slap in the face. It made me think to myself, you know, this is how I am in my marriage, Mm -hmm. you know, um, with, with Greg, you know, it's, it's my way or no way. And it's caused a lot of issues. And this is how I am with my mother and my father and even with my brother. So yeah, it's like a slap in the face. It is a slap. I mean, you know, when you see things in your parents that you don't like, and then they say, or somebody else says, which is sometimes even worse, like you're just like your mom or you're just like your dad. You're like, yeah. whoa, back up. No, I am not. I've worked my whole life to not be like them. But childhood and, and, and the things that happen to us truly do define us, which is really like what this podcast is about is like. There are things that are from way back that now that like when you were forced to think about when I asked you to do this, like, okay, where did this come from? But it came for him too that way. And unless we break the cycle, which I read this book um, about emotional abuse and it was talking about breaking the cycle. And that's when I had this light bulb moment of like, oh my gosh, if I don't get myself together, I'm going to act a way I don't want to. And sometimes my perfectionism and the way that I acted was an overcompensation for not wanting to be this way that that I didn't like that I saw in my parents, but it still wasn't healthy or good. And until we like face those and they're not fun, it's, it's not fun to be like, wait, really? And be self-aware 
and then take that time to process like, what am I doing? How am I acting? Maybe it's not how they acted, but it's still not healthy and good. That's a lot to work through. Um, Mm -hmm. That's not an easy realization. Like you said, slap in the face. I mean, that's really what it feels like. Yeah. And it kind of, when you're a kid, you're, you just want to be a kid. Um, very, very early on in my teens, even before my teens, I'd say 11 or 12, I endured like a really tragic childhood trauma and I was forced to grow up much sooner than I probably should have. And, um, that's a rainy day conversation, but, um, I, was forced to basically be an adult and have certain standards Mm -hmm. as an adult, as a standard, as a 12 year old. So moving forward and never addressing the childhood Mm -hmm. trauma and just like feeding the fire. And, you know, my mom will probably be listening to this, but you know, she struggled with alcoholism. So Mm -hmm. I had to, you know, be that perfectionist for my, for myself when she wasn't for everyone else. Yeah. And, you know, that just carried on through my adulthood and made me who I am today. So, yeah. And I love your mom. And, you know, maybe one day my mom will listen to this, too. I don't know. But um, things do change us. But the good news is, and I don't know, I'm getting emotional. And guys, I didn't know what she was going to say. But we have the choice to change it. And that's what's great is that we're not stuck in that past unless we allow it to be stuck. So, all right, moving on. Um, Perfectionism. So, yeah, right? Like, (laughs) clear the tears. Um, So, how did it benefit you? Because perfectionism, to a point, can be super beneficial for different personality types, for business, for school, for it can it can really bring you really far in life when it's used the right way. So like, how would you say that it benefited you in your life? Oh yeah. So, um, being that type A instilled in me from the time I was little, there was really no option for failure in my mind. Mm -hmm. And to me, what, what other people would determine as a failure to me would be completely different. So, Um, I played sports for me. It was not optional to, you know, be on the varsity team, all Mm -hmm. four years of high school, start every game, um, get into all the schools that I applied to for college, um, pass every single class, every single test. I graduated and became a fully licensed nurse by age, like 21 or 22, Mm -hmm. um, married by 26, you know, homeowner by 27. And it was just like, there was no other option for me in my brain, but, you know, that set me up to, you know, be established in my career, Mm -hmm. you know, be proud of my, you know, high school career, have a good marriage and, you know, having that perfectionism mindset benefited me at that point. Mm -hmm. But it's like, kind of like how we talk about business, you're running that sprint and you're like sprinting towards the finish line. You're sprinting towards perfectionism. And at the end of it, you're just like, Oh my God, like what do I have left to give? And that's kind of where my eye opener was, which we're going to get into a little bit. Like what was your eye opener? Like, yeah. Yeah. So negative. Yeah. Did, so was it you pushing your, so like I, I've said like, I am my worst critic. Like 
I am not one that's like, if somebody wants to compete with me, I'm like, listen, you can have it. Like, I'm not athletic. I'm not the, I'm not the best at anything. I'm good. And I'm really good at certain things I put my mind to. I'm a creative. I'm not athletic. My sister got the good genes. Like she was always the like seventh grader varsity, like three pointer, you know? So I'm, I'm my worst critic and I'm, I'm not one to compete with other people. Would you say that you were a perfectionist because those things were put on you by your family or it was just kind of something that because of the young like what happened so early you just kind of became hard on yourself and you just expected that of yourself um I think it's a little of both but I also gravitated towards perfectionists so people that I looked up to from a young age whether that was a coach a teacher um, a professor they had the same perfectionist traits that I did. Mm -hmm. So that kind of like fueled my fire and it's how I set such high standards for myself because those people had high standards for me. And I, I'm the kind of person where I have to meet not only my standards, but other people's standards or else I look at myself as a failure. Yeah. Okay. So obviously Nicole's been successful by, society terms right like she's she's a great nurse she's she's an ER nurse she she is exceeds at everything that she puts her mind to which is something that maybe she wouldn't say like looking back yes but probably in the moment it's it's always like I could have done better I could have done this I could have done that that was that was always what was told to me which was always kind of ingrained in me right like I have a really hard time and I've been working on this but like taking um, compliments from people are really hard for me because so hard hard because like, it's great. It's great on one level, but on the other level, we never think that highly of ourselves as other people do. Yeah. When I receive a compliment, I almost, my knee jerk reaction is to justify why it is that they're complimenting me like oh your hair is so great oh thank you but this is actually why it is like you don't take credit for the compliment no because we always feel like well I didn't I didn't do this to get that or well that's great but really my goal was this and so thanks for the compliment but there's always a but there's always a but after it and like, you know, doing hair for me as a hairstylist, when people would say, like, I love my hair, I had to learn to just say, like, thank you. I'm so glad you love it. Or even now in business, I was, you know, I was, um, for, well, the podcast doesn't know, but I, w- I was written up in Yahoo News as one of the top up and coming 2021 entrepreneurs. And I, I still haven't fully processed it. And like one part of me is super proud, but the other part of me is like, there's so many people more deserving that I didn't even really know. It, it was, it, it was just kind of like, what, what? Like, that's not me. Like, there's so many other people that deserve to be on this list, not me. Like, I haven't met X, Y, and Z yet. Thank you, but, right? Yeah, you can't brag on yourself. No. You like feel bad about, bragging on yourself when it's so deserved because there's but there's always something better you know what I mean yeah and I know that you know Nicole's on my team and and all of my team is super stoked whenever you know I was written up and 
I, I still just don't really know what to say or do other than just to say, like, thank you for your kind words, because I've never pictured myself here. And as a perfectionist, I think we have also like this tendency to put ourselves in this box of like, this is how my life is going to go. This is what's going to happen. And when it doesn't, like joining direct sales and selling shampoo and being written up in Yahoo News for selling shampoo, it's like, this was never like I this was never on the dream board. Like, where did this come from? You know, my stats for my podcast, I truly like obviously I want it to be successful, but because I have overcome a lot of my stipulations I put on myself and I've, I've cut out a lot of toxic people that would say, well, how many downloads do you have? Well, what's this? What's that? You know, I, I would say it doesn't matter how many downloads. I just want one person to be impacted. Um it's hard to look at that and it's exciting like inside, but then it's like, how do I tell this to somebody without sounding super braggy without sounding? Cause it's like, well, that's, that's super great. But like, I want more, you know? Um, right. <laughs> so I guess this kind of leads into like, how did you, and like, when did you notice that the perfectionism and being hard on yourself and all these super high standards that are, that can be really good were, having a negative impact on your life, your mental health, your business, like what, where do you feel like that kind of comes into play where it's no longer a benefit? Yeah. I mean, I think that up until the point where I was single, I was alone. I, you know, wasn't in a serious relationship, didn't have a serious job. You kind of deal with yourself you don't really care Mm -hmm. because you're your own worst critic yeah but when it starts to really affect relationships whether that's co-workers business partners husband you know that's when it starts to really like come to fruition and um I noticed that I would you know be so hard on myself that I would miss out on all the joys that are going on around me, right? So people would be so happy, enjoying, you know, whatever life event. And I was always like, the little things, like I would all, I'm all just like negative, you know? And that's when I realized that this is a toxic trait and it came to a head when you asked me to do a training on it. And I was like, okay, like people are starting to recognize this in me. And I'm just starting to recognize it in myself. So, yeah. And, well, I think that you had told me before that you, like, struggled with it. And, guys, like, in our business, we work at a really – we work at a really high level. Nicole works at a really high level with Monique. And then, you know, you add her job as an, as an ER nurse in New York with COVID. Like, there's a lot that she does. And in Monique – with the teams that we have and the trainings that we do and the self-development and just the growth that we do for ourselves to be the best that we can be, which great trait. Also, it it can be inhibiting because on the one hand, like she would literally sleep with this whiteboard by her bed. She was going for her Cadillac rank. She has a car. Um, and like, that's super awesome. And so we're like mapping it out. She's got this whiteboard and we're talking, doing these coaching calls. And I'm like, you are me. Like, the, like I sleep with this compensation plan under my pillow. Like I'm all about manifesting and like 
writing down things and come hell or high water, this is going to happen. And that that is like a trait that is needed to be successful. But then, so I asked her to do this training because I know that people struggle with perfectionism, but they don't necessarily take it to that level. They actually let it hold them back. And that was what I asked her to do the training about was what parts of your perfectionism held you back? Because I knew that a lot of people on this call struggle with it in some form or another. We all handle it differently. But, um, you know, I guess whenever I called you out on it, which I didn't realize I was, I I thought it was like a realized thing. Um, I hope I didn't offend you. Um, Oh, not at all. But her training was awesome because she then went, she then talked about how it, it impacted her social media and it impacted how she worked her business. And you could kind of talk a little bit about that, like how that, and, and this is going to be encouraging to you guys, because this is a part of the training that everybody was just like mind blown. And like, that is me. And, and that like, that's what I can relate to. So kind of talk about where that, where you noticed it without really putting a name on it, like not perfectionism, but where was it kind of tanking you in areas that you needed to show up in, but you just didn't feel like you were good enough? Yeah. So perfectionism without even really realizing it takes up so much time and I would be working my business and showing up every day for my business. And there's going to be some people that listen to this that are in direct sales, that are in the social selling space that could totally relate. If you don't, then I can guarantee you you're on social media comparing yourself to Jane, Joey, and John. Mm -hmm. And um, I would work so hard towards something and show up as like the perfect brand ambassador, the perfect mom, the perfect wife. And I'd always fall short every single month I'd fall short every single month. I was stuck for 12 months at the same point in my business. And it was so eye opening to me when I realized that my perfectionism and spending so much time trying to be the perfect version of me, which was probably completely unrelatable, that time that I was using to be perfect I could be investing in so many other parts of my business, you know, uplifting other men and women, sharing about the opportunity, you know, posting about things that I really loved to post about, but like weren't necessarily perfect, you know, Mm -hmm. and we all get stuck in that, in that part of social media and being a nurse, I see it every day. People battle depression, anxiety, because society holds such a high standard for people on the internet when behind the face of the phone, Mm is all that pressure. So that was a big eye opener for me. And when I kind of just was able to recognize it and let it go and just, you know, let myself be imperfect. Yeah. That was more relatable to people than the last 12 months that I was ever stuck. And I now more than ever enjoy what I do. I enjoy my life. I enjoy my social media. Um, I enjoy my time with my daughter and, you know, you can't be anything more or less than who you are and playing devil's advocate, you know, you, you use comparison on social media to hold you back Mm -hmm. rather than fuel you forward. And that's what I was doing. I was using social media to be the best person on social media that Mm -hmm. I could be, but it was holding me back and keeping me from my full potential as a business owner and an entrepreneur. Yeah. 
because at the end of the day, we all know and don't know. I think that it's it's becoming more of a thing, but we all know that everybody's life is a shit show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody. Yeah. I, I don't care what filtered photo you put up, you know, and I follow this. I follow this Insta blogger and she has chosen to put her um, IVF journey out there. And prior to her putting this out there, you know, she has this house that they updated and they're putting this in-ground pool and her life is glamorous and she's got these cute outfits. But then she chose to post the photo and it was so hard for me to watch like the videos of her husband, like giving her multiple shots in her stomach for them to have this IVF. And then, you know, we're all kind of like waiting with bated breath, like, is this going to work? And it didn't work. Um, they found out a couple days ago, but her being real about that only makes us love her more, right? Because we all know somebody getting the shots every day. We all know somebody who can't have that baby and knowing that somebody can have a beautiful house and a beautiful pool and cute outfits and be this person somebody looks up to but also have what everybody else has as a struggle is like redeeming almost for like us perfectionists. Like, yes, we want that. Like I, I love when my house looks great, but 99% of the time, like my laundry's overflowing and it is not right. Like yeah, it's, I do not. Right. Like it does not talk about my house right now. Um, you know, I got groceries delivered because I've literally been staring in front of my screen and I literally have anxiety about going to the grocery store. Nobody knows that. And that's a story for another time, but I literally hate going to the grocery store. I don't do it. Um, and when I do, I went with my boyfriend the other day and I, I really had to take about three deep breaths when I walked in and he didn't know this about me yet, but I was like, I really don't like grocery stores. And he was like, what? And I was like, I just really don't like them. That's kind of where I left it until I could explain later. But, um, you know, it's, it's the things you don't see behind the scenes that I think are really important, which is why I wanted to talk about this because so many of us are us. So many of us are that. So so many of us have that voice inside our head that's not us. It's not who we really are. It's not who we want to be. And But that has dictated our life. And it's not until you're an adult with married with, honestly, until I had kids, that I really was forced to look at this and say, what am I doing? Because I wanted to be the best mom I could be. I want my kids to be happy. I want them to be fulfilled and, and healthy. And I don't want them to have that expectation put on them like I did. But if I didn't stop the cycle and recognize it way back when I did, I would still be doing it unconsciously. I would still be doing it thinking I was I was doing the right thing overcompensating in the opposite way and not being my true self and allowing my kids to be their true self. Right. And you know what it is? It's, and this is going to sound backwards, but as you're talking, it was just like another light bulb in my head. We are on social media. Even if you're off of social media and you look at your friends, you look at your coworkers that you're not really close with and you appear them or they appear perfect. And 
you don't see any negativity. You don't see any hardships. You look at your own hardships and you think that you're not supposed to have them. Mm -hmm. So it fuels that perfectionism even more where you're like, okay, I have to like, you know, make these hardships better or, you know, pretend like I don't have them because, you know, I have to be perfect. And, you know, that it's just like that never ending cycle Mm -hmm. of comparing yourself to others and not recognizing that what you're going through is 100% normal. Mm -hmm. Everyone's going through it. And just because someone doesn't show it doesn't mean that you're not perfect in your own special way. Right. And And I think we look at people and it's like they have this nice house and these nice cars. But what I've learned is, but how much debt are they in? (laughs) What's the the price tag for that perfect life? Um, You know, is it is it the husband working 24-7 and their marriage is awful? Is it Uh the stress of having to pay off that debt? So both of you are working 24-7 and you can't be with your kids and you can't do what you want. There's a price tag to perfectionism. And it has to stop because the price tag only ruins the life that you really want. And that life on the other side is not perfect. (laughs) And that shell will come down really fast. Um, Whether your kids talk about it later, whether your marriage fails, whether, whether you have a mental breakdown, whatever it is. That is going to come crashing down eventually if we don't recognize it within ourselves and take the steps to changing it. And it's not an easy process. Yeah. I'm sure since you've recognized it, I don't. I mean, we haven't talked since our training, but I'm sure that you notice it way more in your life now. And it's not easy to re- it's not easy to recognize. It's the slap in the face every day of like, you're doing this again. Like, stop it. You're doing this right. again. And you know what? My relationships with people have gotten better because I no longer hold people to my unrealistic perfection standards. And that was a big issue when I joined Money and started my business is I would hold people to my work standards and what I thought mm-hmm. they should be doing based on what I was doing. And it hurt a lot of relationships and it's hurt a lot of relationships in and out of business and being able to recognize it, you know, you just learn to love on people unconditionally and love mm-hmm. on yourself unconditionally. And love on and yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's most important, you know, love and on that's yourself. the hardest part <laughs> because oh, we're perfectionists. Yeah. So okay. Hard. Let me love on this person just like this check, but loving yeah. on ourselves is honestly the hardest part. You know, I've been on this journey for a long time of getting over this and I still have a hard time taking a compliment. I still have a hard time accepting really good things that are happening in my life, even though I wanted them, even though they're great, even though I wouldn't ever be like, no, take it back. It's still, it, it, it still just doesn't feel like I deserve it because right. I never felt deserving of anything. Um, so Nicole, thank you for your time. I've really enjoyed this conversation. I'm like trying not to get emotional, but um, guys, I'm going to put her Instagram handle um, in the comments of this podcast. Please, you know, comment with your, with your takeaways, send her an inbox, send, send us a DM. You can follow us on outdream your devils on Instagram. Um, I'll put all of our handles down here, but um, 
I'm really glad that I have the relationship with Nicole that I do, that I could be like, hey, can you just be real and vulnerable and unedited and come on my podcast? And that she was like, yes, I will. And I said, I'm drinking wine, so pour some. And she was like, oh, no, girl, I got a Peloton. Like, I'm I'm not drinking. Like, it's water for me tonight. And I was like, what is happening right now? So Nicole's done this unedited, unwind, and I'm so grateful for you. And I just love you so much, and I'm just so proud of you. I love you, too. Thanks for having me, and um, I look forward to hearing more of your podcast episodes. This is, like, such a release for me, honestly, talking about it, just, like, putting it out there, and I'm going to be better. going to be better. We're always going to do better and be better, and it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a big process, but starting is the hardest, and I'm really proud of you, and I'm just so blessed to know you, so... I'm your host, Andrea Samantha, and I'll see you back here every Tuesday.